0: This is Surya Sa and welcome to the Insurex Story podcast, the platform to spread knowledge on insurance innovation, digital disruptions and entrepreneurship. Our website theinsurexstory.com and we are available on Spotify, Apple and Google. Today we are going to discuss on the topic how data is shaping the future of India's auto insurance and for now I'm delighted to welcome our guest Sanjay Bharti who is a senior director at Echo. Welcome Sanjay. We are truly excited to have you for the show.
1: Thank you. Thanks, Surya. Um, it's a um, pleasure to be on the show today. Yeah. W-
0: would you like to you know, introduce yourself and tell a bit about what's your role at ACO?
1: Sure. So I'll, I'll just give a brief uh, around how my journey has been. It's been over a decade uh, since I've been uh, into auto and insurance in particular. And uh, before joining ACO, in fact, I was running a company which was into the automotive field. And uh, we were trying to sell cars online and a uh, core part of selling a car online also included uh, selling an insurance online and uh, probably that's how we came in touch with ACO. and i started a new business vertical called ACO drive uh, under aqua technology and services private limited uh, which was basically around selling new cars particularly selling insurance also online and delivering a car directly at the doorstep of customers uh, so I almost gave like three years into this particular vertical followed uh, by Electric Vehicle Charter uh, under ACO wherein we are doing a host of things under the electric initiatives, uh, rights from insurance, obviously, since we are an insurance company. But we are also looking at how we can contribute as a digital player to the complete ecosystem of electric vehicles, right. because electric vehicle. Uh, The whole ecosystem is very new, nascent. There is a lot to be done and uh, it is kind of uh, a responsibility of all of us together to come forward and build for the ecosystem and make it sustainable for at least like the next 1500 years until there is another new technology, which is uh, in after that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, uh, I mean, you, you are. Perhaps your career was primarily focused on insurance and into the auto sector, as you mentioned. Yeah, uh, And, you know, you also mentioned the segment of electric vehicles, which is one of the you know prime importance uh, in the coming days. So, mm-hmm. you know, going on to this discussion, what do you think is the future of auto insurance? especially okay. the indian uh, you know region looks like and particularly from a mm-hmm. driver's perspective in india with the invent of data and analytics
1: mm-hmm. so uh, typically if, if you see auto insurance has been very very bucketized i would say to put it in that way that uh, there was no underwriting mechanisms on a specific personal level of people the underwriting uh, technology was more based on the geography the area broadly uh, whether it's a rich area or a <clears throat> middle class area mm-hmm. and uh, what kind of profession people were dealing with in, in fact I, I would say not even uh, insurance companies didn't even go till the point of uh, seeking out what profession their customers had mm-hmm. it was broadly, just on the basis of the area and their general understanding that, okay, uh, this should be the premium amount for the people of this uh, region. Say, for example, Bombay would have a different premium than what uh, Bangalore has. And uh, that was the only categorization into the pricing of insurance. But uh, over time, uh, I I wouldn't say uh, it has uh, kind of progressed gradually, but yeah, after specifically us coming into the picture and other new age insurance players coming into the picture this has grown drastically into a form where right people started looking and considering what are the other attributes because if you see technically insurance is uh, insuring something of an insurable interest when i when i say that uh, technically it's uh, too jargonized but yeah if you, if you say i am basically insuring something which is of value to you and uh, how i determine that value and how i determine what how much i should charge you should be based on your particular lifestyle your behavior and a lot more other attributes and that is what we brought into the picture so where do you stay which company do you work for how much do you use your car how much do you use ola because if you use Ola more, then you you would be probably driving your car lesser, right? And uh, how are your spending habits online? How how much do you stay in hotels? How much uh, uh, cleaning services are you utilizing um, at at your doorstep? Right. And all of these things together, we have done major profiling of people across uh, geographies. I would say. We have a lot of internet partnerships, uh, so ACO is not only into auto. If you see ACO has yeah. tie-ups with the, the likes of Amazon, Ola, etc., and a lot of other startups also. where we have micro products uh, and all of these micro products together, I think, definitely contribute to the fact that uh, we are able to profile customers into different buckets and price them differently. So to answer the question, Surya, it would be basically that earlier it was not that personalized. With mm-hmm. the advent of new-age digital insurers coming into picture, mm. uh, the capability of getting that data online also went up, right? Because earlier, because there were no the digital aspects or digital uh, areas where you could get these data online. Yeah. With the with the advent of these new insure uh, insurance companies coming into picture, the ability to get all of this data easily on a scale. Through digital methods, also became easier. Say if Amazon or the other partnerships were all brick and mortar businesses, it would have been so hard for an insurance company to go collect data from different places and put them all together into a into a model. So definitely, tech has been a very very uh plus point over there. I would say a, a boon. I would say, and because of that, we utilize the data across different places and are today uh i can say proudly at a position where mm-hmm. we are able to price insurance differently for different customers and we take all of these data points into account so the industry has i would say completely moved out of that uh, bucketized system of pricing insurance to a to a point today where they are able to understand each and every customer individually and since you're able to understand each and every customer individually, you're also able to price them better, give them benefits of being a good driver. Mm -hmm. And that eventually comes down to the last point of the discussion, Suja, that now data and analytics is playing even bigger role, right? With every step into the future, the more and more data and analytics that you could put into understanding a customer, the better and better you could price and the better and better products also you could build for the customer
0: hmm. yeah you know talking about auto insurance uh in a country like india that's one of the major products that people actually opt for even uh, not just as part of the requirement but also at past as as part of the regulatory norm that you must have an auto insurance mm-hmm. to you know mm-hmm. take your car on the road and yeah. a developing digital environment as we see it it tends to enable the insurers to use the information they obtain from various platforms, right? For example, any Mm -hmm. sensors, telematics, devices, and so on and so forth. And that can help for a more comprehensive experience to the customer. But do you see this in reality, solving the customer service challenges in this particular Mm -hmm. auto segment in uh, particular?
1: So so I I would put it this way, uh, if you see the amount of digitization and the amount of internet digital consumption has increased like anything across tier two tier three towns also in the last decade yeah. and the more and more digital products are being brought out a lot of companies think that yeah this is this guy is from a tier two will he be consuming this product or not and and to your surprise we are seeing that people have also started purchasing things online in tier two tier three which was not the expectation when TikTok, the likes of TikTok came. People thought that, okay, uh, because of free internet, people from tier two, tier three would start consuming more data, but they would not be transacting customers. They would not be able to put money into the products online. But that has also changed. We have seen a change in uh, that behavior also, which is why the advent of insurers like us uh, mm-hmm. brings a lot of sense overall uh, building a complete digital journey and right. making that complete digital journey is not only about sale exactly the way you've asked it's not only about the sale it's about becoming a pure digital insurer a digital insurer is not only a, an insurer who can come online and say uh, that yeah i have this website you can come over here you can buy your policies online about that? it's about how do you complete the whole uh, insurance journey so for example an insurance journey would uh, for, for a customer like me it would be I, I go i buy a policy for my car i uh, check the uh, inclusions of the policy i understand about the inclusions of the policy without any human intervention whatsoever i select whatever add ons i want i i do my policy i get it not through a courier not through a mail i get it online digitally in my hand right over there itself into my app and i as soon as and okay. Uh, god forbid anything unfortunate any accident or something like that happens mm. i don't have to pick up a phone and call somewhere i am enabled through an application i'm enabled through the website itself to raise a claim mm. i go into the app i go into the website i put my details or i am logged in into my account i raise a claim there itself now from raising a claim to fulfillment of a claim there are a lot of offline mm. like a surveyor is required an inspector is required there might be cases where police intervention is also required so how do you digitize all of that is basically becoming a digital internet in in our case in ACO, you can easily raise a claim on your uh mobile Mm -hmm. you you are also given the details of the service uh, advisor you can get in contact with the service advisor service advisor will come and pick up your car and take to a garage bring back the car to your house in three days Effectively, what we say is that you don't have to get in touch in an offline way with any person whatsoever. Everything could be done online from your purchase of an insurance to your claim uh, base to the fulfillment of the claim. Everything is done online. And that's what we say when we uh, say that we are a digital insurer. We, we, We mean digital not only in the aspect of sales, but everything. From the sale till the fulfillment, everything has to be online.
0: Right. Yeah, of course. I mean, you know, when we talk about InsureTech and when we talk about India, I mean, Aqua is something that comes in the mind first to be pioneering the journey here, right? So I think you guys are doing a great, great job with respect to the customer experience, as you spoke about in Auto. And, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and on the same context, I, I also would like to, you know, bring in some of the uh, uh, rather a case studies that's happening the other side of the world which in the western side there are companies who are trying to use you know technologies like telematics and iot and telematics is an important development particularly in the area of auto insurance right so do you see data and analytics helping this technological advancement get a market-wide acceptance in a country like india because the dynamics the demographics are quite different than you know other parts where it can be easily implemented like Te- telematics but how do you see it's getting an acceptance in a country like
1: us so um, I, I would like to put it that way okay? so any industry that develops goes through a series of transitions true now the series of transitions generally are not are, are very step based i would I, I would put it like that the, the transitions are usually always step based so you go from the first step to the second step to the third step and then to the fourth and uh, it it's very rare Although we have been uh, seeing that in a lot of industries in India, that the step jumps have been occurring. But especially in the case of data and analytics with respect to insurance, I would say we are uh, fairly uh, conservative and understanding that... uh, See, insurance is a very important product. It's, uh, it's, It's a very regulated product also it is bound by the government it is bound by an insurance regulatory authority there are a lot of things that you have to think about when you bring products every product that you bring into insurance has to be first verified and signed and stamped by the uh, authority which says okay you can go out in the market with that so although the irda which is the insurance regulatory authority has uh, said okay for drive as you go kind of uh policies uh this year but uh introducing the complete telematics and using that data into the insurance pricing, I think it's it's a little ahead of time at the moment, maybe in a span of two years or three years, we would reach that position where we start inculcating all of that data. But to answer the question, I think uh, telematics is something that we are also very uh, close to. We have been uh, looking at that space at least for over a year and uh, we have certain ideas on how it could be used and uh, that would be taken into account in the coming years, probably. but uh, um, as of now, the kind of uh, maturity that the market has, I think is very well dealt, uh, dealt with uh, all the factors that I told you around the uh, usage behavior, internet partnerships, how uh, <clears throat> you are claiming uh, health insurance, life insurance, etc. So all of these data, Um, That are there I think are evident enough to price the insurance for now, but uh, The data and telematics play I think uh, at the moment would not give us that significant step up jump uh, Into pricing of insurance particularly the more and more the digital market develops and the more and more maturity comes into uh, understanding uh, insurance across uh, these uh, places then probably we would be in a situation right uh, yeah so where we would be uh, able to actually utilize this data what i'm trying to say is at the moment we do have some data but we might not be able to completely utilize into uh, the pricing of insurance because there are already so many other factors that are being used at the moment into pricing right so i'll 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 put it this way the refinement will come only when uh, you have bigger products into insurance itself so uh, the way to put it is that all of the things that we are using at the moment they are giving us a broad 70 80% improvement into the overall pricing and understanding of insurance the telematics may only give us a slight improvement at the moment but in the future we don't know how the policies will change how the insurance pricing etc would change at that point in time i think yes Uh, telematics could also bring us a financial improvement into pricing of insurance Mm. i'm not saying that data and telematics is not useful at the moment it's definitely useful but how do we put that into a financial equation of pricing of insurance that is something that we would be able to better understand in the future
0: yeah yeah i think definitely i mean it's it's certainly in a very nascent stage and we are still you know walking Mm -hmm. on with pilots and yeah, especially in a demographic like India, we have to just see how it best works because pricing is something, a major, major, you know, element of the value chain, especially, you know, uh, where
1: it comes a B2C kind of a model. Yeah. 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 So so you could have the best product in, in, in the world, but if it's not uh, financially engineered to what you're selling, yeah. I think uh, as, as a business, uh, it might not make sense as an R- r&d product definitely it makes a lot of sense yep. but how how you combine that r&d into the business is the art of hmm. selling right yep. it is the art of business i would say yeah
0: so you know uh, uh, sanjay just one quick thing uh, how do you see the uh, market for uh, you know auto insurance for the evs at the moment how you see this mm-hmm. developing because I, I i believe it would be certainly uh, you know at some aspect different than the uh you know fueled vehicle
1: so i i would say uh it is still um not very clear mm-hmm. um because uh, there are certain challenges into the ev uh, mechanism as a whole if you see an ev vehicle you very well know that the engine has been replaced by a battery and uh, broadly the rest of the components of the vehicle are more or less the same but uh, we haven't seen the life cycle mm-hmm. we are still like into one or two years into the electric vehicle industry right, right. maybe two years <clears throat> two to three years but unless mm-hmm. and until we see a whole cycle uh, say a five to seven year uh, cycle of evs mm-hmm. we would not be in the best position to understand how insurance should be ideally priced for them for now what is happening is the way most of the insurers, I would say, most of the insurers are underwriting EV insurance is basically that uh, they're assuming the <coughs> battery to be another fuel type, like an electric fuel type. Mm-hmm. And uh, they are assuming that, okay, now the engine is not there. So the battery is there. So whatever is the cost of the battery should be accounted uh, into the underwriting mechanisms. Very similar mm-hmm. to the way engine was being underwriting, right. uh, underwriting earlier, right? So they are just putting all of that equation into um, the underwriting of insurance. A specific, specific uh, buffer or a coefficient or say an, an, a pricing angle to the battery, I don't think it is there at the moment, although it should be there. But I think a cycle would also be required to understand how that should come into the underwriting. As of now, you are taking it as another fuel type. Yep, you are putting yep. that equation into the whole underwriting mechanism maybe some companies are placing a little buffer because hmm. at the moment we also don't know that how the pricing Buff- of how, how the idv changes for these vehicles right right It is the electric uh and the ice uh internal combustion engine vehicle both of uh, them are say as a new vehicle 10 lakh rupees i have an idea that how the ice vehicle is going to depreciate over five years right Because that's how you do the used car market. That's how the whole sales of used car is done in the market. Because you know that broadly okay, ten percent, twenty percent, thirty percent, forty percent, at the end of five years a car would be say half of its value. An ice car. Because you know the value of the engine after five years. In 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 a in an EV vehicle, you don't really know how it's going to go down because a lot of uh people, uh, a lot of companies also are assuming that after three years or four years, maybe the battery is of no use to you because the state of health would go down below 70%. Yeah. So if the state of health goes down below 70%, you might as well be in a position where you are getting some range, but it's not really optimum and you have to keep charging your uh, uh, vehicle very often, very very much like a phone. Say if you're using a phone for two, three years, your uh, capacity, uh, the battery capacity goes down. And you have to keep charging it again and again so you don't re- really also know how the industry would react to such a situation after four years maybe we are at a position over, uh, um, over time uh, at that particular point in time in fact uh, that uh, we say that okay we should replace these batteries completely and not use them at all but uh, how the government puts it versus how the market absorbs it um, these are two very different things and uh, that could only uh, come forward with time i would say true i think you know
0: as as a country as we start uh to embrace this ev uh adoption uh mm-hmm. and the change in consumer behavior especially the gen z i think they would actually you know drive this transition to such kind of a you know segment as we Definitely. look at it so it's, it's certainly a, you know, a time game and we have to see how it works and accordingly insurance will you know take its course
1: yeah because the market is too nascent i would say at yeah, the moment yeah. people don't really know how the car is being priced, how the insurance is being priced, it's a block mechanism it's very much like the way insurance was being underwritten until now on on a bucket level basis yeah so at the moment people don't know how so you have different mechanisms you have different technologies and batteries you have lfp you have NMC. mc you have different uh, cell compositions etc But uh, Everybody is just trying. Everybody is yeah. just trying and figuring out what works best for them. So I think it's just a matter of time before uh, we would be in a position where we could say that, okay, uh, this is how the electric vehicle insurance in particular should be different from an ICE uh, insurance. Yeah. At so. the moment, it's only the risk buffer that is differentiating them. Over time, yeah. the underlying technologies might also be, become a factor
0: to differentiate them. Well, thanks. Thanks so much, Sanjay. I mean, fantastic discussion. Thank you for sharing your thoughts today. A true delight to have you as our guest. My, my, pleasure. So, yeah. my pleasure. And lastly, to wrap this up, thank you for listening and see you at our next episode. Take care and stay safe. Goodbye for now.